You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, May 5th. It's our Cinco de Mayo special. A friendly word of advice, dear listener, keep your celebrations reasonable. And I must say, Mark Herzberger is really living up the dad life with the following dad jokes. Coming down with coronavirus is bad enough. You really don't want that Modelo Malaise or Pacifico Plague. There is good news, though. I have just the tonic you need. Today's interview is all about establishing the right mindset to stay physically and mentally sharp. Our own Angie Liu caught up with Tony Drake to learn more. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I'm Angie Liu, and I'm here with Tony Drake, the QA Engineer 4. Tony, what does a QA Engineer 4 do for those of us that do not know that title? All right. Thank you very much for having me on. I give a little bit of an introduction about QA4 engineer. Pretty much my duties include automation, testing when it comes to web applications, also making sure that we're able to troubleshoot as many defects as possible that we may come across, continue to build a relationship with the development team, product team, design leads, et cetera. That way we're covering the product from the beginning of its life cycle all the way into a release. I coordinate with my teammates every day and manager to make sure that the duties that we have assigned to us are going in progress. If we do have some type of blockers that we may be facing, we'll definitely look out for help to make sure that we can continue our path to get our product out for release. So just in a quick little nutshell, there's a lot more to it, but just a quick little nutshell that's part of a QA level four engineers duty. That team is fairly new, no? Yes, it is fairly new. Been about, I've been here for a little over a year now. There's been a few people that have joined as well for about a little bit over or a year or less than a year. And then there's a one or two seasoned people that's been here about two to three years and above. Wait, you've been here for about a year. That means you joined during the pandemic? Yes. So right when I did the interview, I did the interview in the office or on campus. And then from there, when the order was to work remote, I received my laptop from my manager and started remote ever since. Never stepped foot back into the office. So everyone, we're here actually to talk to Tony about his journey through his mindset and body transformation through health, wellness, and fitness. So we're here to share his journey and then maybe talk about some steps that he's done and hopefully inspire others to take their path toward a better mindset and body transformation. So, Tony, let's hear about your journey. Let's hear about how it all started, if you don't mind. Okay, so I'll, I'll touch back a little bit on the days of when I was in middle school. When I was 12 years old, I weighed 255 pounds. I was around five foot six at the time. I was actually heavier then than I am now as an adult. There was a lot of things that went on during that time. I was teased a lot. I had signs put on my back. I was spit on all just for being this like fat kid. 
So wow. with that, I was afraid to fight. I didn't want to get beat up or anything. I just took it, right? And that's what happened for quite amount of years. So the bullying went on from my middle school days, a little bit of my high school days, some junior college, and then it stopped. From there, I got into professional wrestling. I was still heavy at the time. My max weight I got up to was 335 pounds. And I weighed that anywhere from, I think, 21 years old until about 25, 26 years old. I didn't have no discipline. I had no discipline of, of food. I had no discipline of workouts. And I had no consistency. My thing was, I want to be a professional wrestler. I want to make it to Japan. I want to wrestle for the WWF. But I received so much information from others who were in the professional wrestling business saying, these companies won't accept you looking like the way you do. And that's where it all started for me, where my mindset started to shift. And I told myself, if I want to make it to the WWF or if I want to make it to Japan, I need to take this this transformation seriously. So I went to my older brother, who is a workout king. And he's always influenced me when it comes to changing my body. And he told me a long time ago, he said, the two best things you can, you can invest in is your mind and your body. And I'll never forget that. So I've taken that with me everywhere. And I've shared that with as many people that I've been able to coach as well. So with that, the first time around, I dropped 80 pounds in one year and things started to change. So I went from being in the independent circuit of wrestling to going to Japan. So I conquered my dream of wrestling in Japan. I've had some stints with the WWF several times and that was absolutely phenomenal. But my dream was to wrestle in Japan. I've also wrestled in Mexico, across the States, United States. I've done some stints on MTV. When that show was on, it was called Wrestling Society X. And it was just fun times. But looking back now, that's where it all began. And that's what I appreciate so much because that mindset is what kicked in first to say, I want to get to the next level. So I need to make this change. Mm. It's me versus me and nobody else can do it but me. So when that 80 pounds dropped and the TV shows were happening and the traveling was happening, it was such a great feeling because I knew mentally that I was able to conquer that that situation. Wow. That's amazing. Tony, are you saying that I can find you online probably somewhere? <laughs> some MTV shows, some WW, WWE now, right? Yes, WWE. <laughs> I still refer to WWF. That's just the era that I grew up in. But yeah, there, there are a few things out there. I really don't talk about it too much. But since we're kind of going back into history, I, I tend to throw that in there because that's where it literally all started for me. So there are a few ones out there, yes. <laughs> okay, everybody, <laughs> that is noted. Let's see what I can find. <laughs> Tony, thanks for going through your history with us. And I guess also telling us your motivators, right? Because that's important to mm -hmm. get going is to find that thing. So appreciate you sharing. So Tony, how are you able to keep this mindset through the pandemic? So through the pandemic, there's quite a few things where I think about the, the major thing that I think about is this pandemic isn't going to last forever. 
right? So eventually things will get back to quote unquote normal and we're all gonna see each other again, work together face to face. And the mentality that I've set for myself is, do I wanna go back when everything is back to normal and say, I wish I would have, or I'm glad I did. And with Mm. that, it's during this whole, this time that we've been working remote, of course we have easier access to the pantry, we have easier access to our refrigerators, microwaves, uh, delivery systems when it comes to the Uber Eats or DoorDash. But the main thing is that when I think about those things, I'm thinking, okay, this is an opportunity for me to learn how to cook healthier foods. Because normally when we're at work, we may have some meal prepping going on beforehand, but then those lunch breaks that we take to fast food restaurants or getting some snacks in between, or we have these snacks at the office that we could just, you know, easily get to and, and take advantage of that. But this was an opportunity for me to say, okay, I'm going to learn how to cook healthier foods. I'm going to make sure I work out every day or five or six days a week. And I want to make sure that I'm consistent this way. There is no excuse. There is an opportunity for me to have this mindset to say, I want to come back one day and say, I'm glad I did and share that story with other people. Because when it comes to talking with people as of, as of recent, even with when this whole thing first started, I've heard multiple people saying, well, the gyms are closed. Well, the apartment gyms are closed. Okay. I understand that, but the earth can be our gym. We can walk to the park and, Mm. and, you know, we can do they have monkey bars. We can do pull-ups there. We don't have to be in an enclosed building with a logo to, for us to be motivated. <laughs> Let's motivate ourselves. And they're, okay, yeah, I understand that. And that's where it all started. So from there, things just start to get more challenging. But I was happy to take those challenges on when the mm. gym were closed because it's, once again, going back to that first mentality of I want to invest in my mind and my body. It's almost like, there's always going to be an excuse, right? Like Mm -hmm. pandemic or not. So you're going to have to find your reason for whatever it is. So very cool. So you said you learned how to cook um, healthier (laughs) foods. Like what kind of stuff did you make? If you don't mind me um, asking, because I love to hear about food. Yeah, not a problem. So I think things that I would typically eat when I would go out to fast food, right? I just learned how to make it myself. There was a, a, a Chipotle bowl that I would typically get, the Sofritas Chipotle bowl. And I look at the ingredients and I'm like, I could do this at home. All I need to do is just buy everything. And I started to do it, uh, made a homemade Chipotle bowl, all plant-based. Also different type of uh, protein uh, bowls, smoothies, which mm-hmm. is different ingredients that I would add <laughs> tacos. I would do like lentil and bean and mushroom tacos with all these different seasonings on there, salads, fruits, water soluble fruits to be exact. And just making sure that I'm fueling my body with nutrients instead of just eating food because it's there. So there's a bunch of different foods that I was able to uh, learn how to cook. And then with the help of my wife, she was able to influence me as well with the food that she'd make. And then I just started posting it on my social media and people were like, whoa, that looks great. And I'm like, sweet, I'll keep going. So <laughs> it motivated me even more to do it. Mm, I think I'm going to have an early lunch now. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're talking about all these different dishes you make, 
I mean, you really hit the spot when you're like a Chipotle bowl. I said, Chipotle bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really want to make that at home? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So what are, is a small step that people can take to start their path to changing their mindset and hopefully changing their body as well? So it all starts with having a goal set before you. If you don't have a goal set before you, you won't take action. Mm. So whether it be, I'm going to go attend a wedding soon, or I'm getting married soon, and I want to look my best. Whatever that goal may be, whether it's for your kids, uh, your significant other, any type of event that's going on in the future, write it down. And when you write it down, you say, I'm going to take these steps to make sure that I conquer this goal. That's the Mm. first step that I give to people. And from there, things start to open up even more. Mm, I see. What if, okay, for example, I don't know. You heard about the pandemic 15, right? It's like the yeah. freshman 15. Okay. So it's June. We're back in our offices and we're talking. And my goal is to lose the pandemic 15. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give me? So my the first thing I would say, so let's say if you and I are having this conversation and you're like, I want to lose 15. The first question I would ask you is by what time? Hmm. And you're saying, okay, I want to lose it in three months. I'll just let you know that you could lose, you could lose it in a month. Oh, okay. I'm I'm pushing you out of your comfort zone because you're, you set the goal. So I listened to that. Right. And I'm like, great. That's good. When do you want to do it by three months? Okay, cool. Why I let, let's get together and I'll get that, help you get that down in one month because what's happening is it changes the way you think now about, oh, wow. So 15 pounds in a month instead of three months. Okay. Let's give it a shot. Now that now it becomes a challenge and those challenges take more action to where it's something to look forward to because now it's like, oh, wow, I only have a month. I I better get on it as soon as possible. So it literally takes you to a different way of thinking about it. And then from there, more steps come from that. Mm. How you eat, what you eat, your sleep, the way you work out. It's a whole lifestyle change, but it becomes really good because it's cha- it brings that challenge on to something that you haven't may may haven't tried before i i see what you're saying it sounds like it you know once you have that that objective right that that finish line then we have to start determining the small steps mm-hmm. and then that's how you move forward correct correct okay now there are there are not not every single person that says I want to drop this pandemic 15 and and then I say okay and, and what time and you say three months and then I challenge you I just listen at times I'll say okay great that's great three months from now cool uh, I want to see that 15 pounds going in three months or it's just like okay that sounds awesome let me know if you have any questions so it's not just a one-way conversation where it's like you tell me your goal and I'm gonna give you a challenge but <laughs> if they do want that that help or that coaching, then I'll, I'll definitely bring that to them. This way, it makes it fun and it makes it challenging and all that. But I'm open to multiple ways of, of approaching the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And earlier, when we were talking about like that small step, right? I, mm-hmm. I I heard you share that you have a plant-based diet. Now, I assume the diet is very important. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. To changing your body. Um, 
what's something small that people can do like just to start that path but not necessarily be where you are yet like in terms of that plant-based lifestyle so i i like to have plant-based involved well i've been living a plant-based lifestyle for the last five years now oh wow it's been a matter of the foods that i take in um also just making sure that uh, I avoid any meat and dairy or animal-based protein. So I've had it before and, and I've just decided to make that, that lifestyle change. Uh, the influences came from at first when she talked about it and she saw some documentaries. And, and so from there, it kind of clicked and I continue to move forward with that and never look back. So now when it comes to the plant-based meals that I take in along with the intermittent fasting lifestyle that I live to me, help me one is to avoid snacking in between meals. So I'll have, let's say, let's just do a quick little example of, I'll have some water soluble fruits. I'll have some cashews and I'll have a source of protein mm. from there. My body feels really good because it's feeling that it's received its nutrients. I also feel more energetic because I'm not taking in a lot of different chemicals with the different animal-based proteins or dairy. From there, I can wait another two to three hours or four hours until I have my next meal. So now my body's feeling energetic. It's not working a lot because it's already taken in the foods. Mm. The next step is, okay, allow my body to rest during the next couple of hours. And then if I'm feeling hungry, later on, then I'll take in another meal. And I realized that my body is telling me more truth than anybody else can. Meaning if someone says, well, try this program or try this program, and I guarantee you, you're going to get the great results. Well, if I try it and my body's telling me, I feel tired when you feed me this, then I need to eliminate that versus when my body tells me, Hey, you keep feeding me this and I'll continue to give you energy. And at, late at night, when you're ready to go to sleep, you'll sleep better. Then I'm going to stick with what my body is telling me. So if I've learned a lot from just that alone, instead of, Hey, this is what you need to do. So that's been a huge opportunity for me to learn from that. So I would definitely say, listen to your body would be the next step. Smart advice, right? Instead of, Hey, it's lunchtime. I got to eat or Hey, I'm taking a break. I should eat something, right? It's listening to your body. Right. And, and going back to the whole pandemic part where it comes to, well, the pantry's right over there. I could just go ahead and grab me a snack. Well, if you're not <laughs> feeling hungry or if you're feeling a little bit hungry, maybe try some, drink some water or, or, or black tea or coffee or some carbonated water. And next thing you know, when you're starting to feel satiated again to where it's not that hunger kicking in, then you can continue to go on about, the day. Once you start to eat your food, your body has to work to break it down from the moment you chew to the moment it's digested. So at times, if you're eating a heavier meal, your body tends to slow down a little bit. You get that sleepy feeling, that itis that we all call it. Mm. So then you need something else later, right? So you say, oh, well, let me go back to the fridge and grab me an energy drink. Or let me go grab this coffee with creamer and this whip and this sugar. And then it goes up and down, up and down throughout mm. the day. And then it's rinse, repeat. It's just a matter of the information that's received and how you approach it. And then from there, your body starts to make changes. Well, Tony, this has been very insightful. 
I appreciate everything you've shared with us so far. Is there anything else you want to share with the group before we close? If anything that I could share, I would just say, listen to your body first and foremost. Also, when it comes to certain words that we may hear, for an example, diet. I tend to not use the word diet simply because we get on and off of a diet. If you look at this whole transformation as a lifestyle, this is the life that you now live, your goals start to become bigger and better. Also, you have a lot more to look forward to. So if you're able to change that mentality, first and foremost, other things will continue to roll forward for you. So that would be one of the main things that I'd like to share with everybody. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Oh, I'm glad you said that. So Tony, how can we reach out to you? <laughs> so when it comes to here via UCSD, I'm on Microsoft Teams, A Drake, Anthony Drake, also social media. I have Instagram. You can find me at Coaching by Drake. And the Coaching by Drake name also goes across LinkedIn. It also mm. goes across my TikTok, Facebook. So those are definitely ways that I can be reached. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. I forgot to thank you for joining us today. <laughs> appreciate you coming on to the podcast here in ITS. We love to hear from our people. We love to hear about what they do and obviously anything they have to share. So appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Angie and Tony. What a great story. I'm so glad that Tony has found an approach that works for him. We've previously discussed on this very podcast and through our department all-hands meetings some of the challenges of eating well and getting enough physical activity over the past year. But if I may add to Tony's story, I've also taken up walking to get the blood flowing and stay in some reasonable amount of shape. This is a podcast, so I'll spare you images of my gnarled toes, but feel free to cyberstalk me if you want a glimpse of my piggies. Photographic evidence does exist. Long-distance walking is not without its consequences, my friends. And finally, today, we have some administrative news to pass along. This may interrupt some amusement you typically enjoy during the day, but hey, don't blame me. I'm just reading it. Subject. Illegal use of the UCSD electronic mail system for chain letters. It has come to our attention that chain letters are being distributed via the campus electronic mail system. Complaints regarding chain letters via email have increased in the last few months because of the veiled threats that they convey. Any use of the campus email system for the purpose of distributing chain letters is a violation of university policy. I advise individuals receiving chain letters to stop the distribution through the electronic mail system. Also, it is illegal to print a copy and forward the letters through the campus mail system. Persons identified participating in the creation or distribution of chain letters will face disciplinary action pursuant to university policy. Ah, how one does long for the hilarity of the early days of the interwebs. The preceding message was a campus notice from 1993. I'm sure you are wondering. <laughs> Adios, mis amigos. Until next week. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts.
This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.